Hello and welcome to Catholic Bites, a podcast for busy Catholics. This is Father Conrad. I have with me Jose and Leslie, Leslie of Catholic Bites fame and glory as the magnificent editor, and Jose, <laughs> her, her loving and, um, and faithful spouse, who we are going to talk to today about practical evangelization. How do you evangelize just kind of as a normal person in your day-to-day life? You're not a professional evangelizer. What does that look like? So, Jose... As a, I'm sure you, you know, you're obviously extraordinary. So I, 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 I hesitate to say a normal person, but as a normal person with a normal job, how do you evangelize? What's, what is it that you do? What are the practical things that you, that you find help? Yeah. So uh, Leslie and I actually met each other through uh, ministry uh, here at St. Mary's Cathedral in Austin, Texas. And what I like to say about our ministry is that it is first, first and foremost a spiritual ministry. Mm-hmm. I think oftentimes when people think of ministry, you think of social ministries like um, feeding the hungry, clothing the naked. All those things are very important. Um, but more than anything, we wanted to share the person of Christ with other people. So we um, do conversations that I've had with a handful of friends kind of came up with this three-prong approach to evangelization. First, it is calling people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is inviting people. Um, you know, that could be an open door event. It could be a non-religious event. It can be, you know, sports day, jorts day at the park, as the kids <laughs> call it. Um, and then the second prong is sanctify, forming those people, facilitating those encounters with Christ. And then the third prong is sending people, uh, giving people the tools, the courage, the the encouragement to go out and do the same and bring other people uh, to Christ. But it is also a primarily a one-on-one um, relationship that you build up with someone. Mm. I often hear, um, well, a little bit of background. I'm 28. Um, I've had a good amount of people I, after Mass come, out, come up to me and say, Hey, man, how is it that you're doing evangelization? Looks like there's a lot of people involved. Uh, they're like, what should we do? Should we do social media? Um, you know, should we get them to join the Knights of Columbus? How do we do that? Not Knights of Columbus are great. Um, social media is great. But the best way to engage anyone is just to go up to them and say, hi, hey, what's your name? Um, I'd like to get to know you. One of, the, one of my favorite things that people in Focus do is called barehanding. And I literally take it upon myself to do that after Mass. I always see like two or three people that are straggling kind of on the outer peripheries mm-hmm. or just kind of standing there. And I'm like, those people are new. They might be a visitor, but I'm going to go and say hi to them um, and get them introduced. Um, I think oftentimes, too, we overthink evangelization. Mm. We think that it is like this out of this world experience, which it is, I guess, in some ways, right? We're trying to bring people to, to Christ, but we don't take best practices that people use to get people to do things, right? So we mm-hmm. think of things like sales, recruitment, um, fundraising. The best, those people have figured out a method to bring people to them and to in some way sell them something or present them with an opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. We have the best opportunity of meeting the person of Jesus Christ. And I think we can learn from a lot of those processes to bring people to Jesus. 
rather than just overthink, hey, how is it that I, you know, get that young adult to come with me? Do I just like send him a meme? It's like, well, <laughs> if you just walk up to him, say who you are, say your name, and show that you're genuinely interested in them, then that's how you just start strike up a relationship. So what would you say to, and I think this is uh, something a lot of people might experience like okay i have my own private faith life i go to mass i do different things the idea of evangelizing of kind of putting yourself out there of like i I, i'm not equipped i don't have you know the catechism memorized i don't have you know i'm not a trained missionary what would you say to someone who who might have kind of a reticence or a hesitancy like uh to actually evangelize because they feel you know they just don't have the tools yeah, so I would just ask them if they love Jesus and if they want to tell their people about him. Um, and if both of those answers are yes, then kind of break the mold or the idea that they have to start that way. Because people think like, oh, evangelization, I have to go up to this person and like talk about the faith like automatically. Mm-hmm. Um, or they have to have all the answers to the faith. Um, and that's not true at all. You just have to start a relationship. And if you're in a genuine friendship or relationship, then the important parts of your life are going to come forth and you're just going to be a witness by your friendship to them. Um, because if you're living an authentic faith, then you will talk about Christ. You will talk about going to church um, in very organic ways. Mm. Um, so I would say the times that I've like just outright witnessed to the faith are few in the sense of like, oh, I want to evangelize this person. Um, but I've had many friendships to where the person wasn't practicing the faith at all. And we were able to talk about it. Um, in a very nice way eventually and they started looking into it more and if they asked me something I didn't know I said you know that's a good question let me go look it up and get back to you Um, and that didn't ruin any opportunities it actually created um, a space for more conversations yeah and I would also add to that too like pray and discern what your charisms are and how God is particularly calling Mm. you to do that right pray about how you're going to live out those charisms and what god is particularly calling you to do um he might not particularly be asking you to start a bible study but you can live out your faith in a evangelical spirit in in another way or you can be the person who intercedes for the people leading Bible studies. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that's an important part of being in a faith community. And like Jose was saying, discerning your charisms um, is that you can aid in evangelization in different ways that aren't being the person who, you know, bare hands and goes and talks to the stragglers after mass. Yeah, I yeah. think that's, that's a good point. And it, 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 it strikes me as like God works through us and he doesn't make us, you know, grace builds on nature. St. Thomas tells us. So like, God's going to work through your natural personality. So long as you offer yourself up to the Lord, he'll work in the way that's going to, you know, best suit that. But I would also say, you know, one of the things that strikes me is I think sometimes in the church, our temptation is just to do social things and think like, okay, if we all hang out together, then these people will start believing in Jesus. And the reality is like, we have to kind of be a little intentional about being like being open with sharing that intimacy that we have with Jesus with other people because sometimes we're so scared of talking to people about our relationships with Jesus but then at the same time we don't have to like throw ourselves out there at the beginning but like having that balance where you kind of 
bring people in through friendship, but then have it directed towards this kind of shared friendship with the Lord, you know, not being afraid to actually say, well, yeah, no, I pray and I talk to the Lord and he's done this in my heart and it's really beautiful, you know, but not in like a weird kind of way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think too, people today, like they're so worried about pushing their beliefs on other people and what that will do. But I think if you truly understand what the faith is, like you will want to offer that truth, beauty, and goodness to your friend. If they're truly your friend and you desire their good, um, then you then pray for the courage to talk to them about it. You know, the Lord wants to equip you in that way too. If you're scared to say something, then ask the Lord to give you the courage and the words and the Holy Spirit to inspire those conversations as they need to happen. Yeah. And I find too, I mean, we're Leslie and I live in Austin, Texas. Um, and I think just across the country, most urban places are kind of post-Christian cultures in Austin. Um, in some ways, a lot of the people I find are very spiritually curious. Um, you know, everyone's buying crystals at like farmer's <laughs> markets. And I see the random like Torah card here or there at um, like coffee shops, which isn't good, right? But nonetheless, <laughs> it... Uh, tells me that people are curious in some way or another um so I, I find that as an avenue that people are even though they might not be in church mm -hmm. even though we might be in this post-christian culture people are still spiritually curious because we're spiritual beings mm -hmm. um i'm walking alongside a guy uh, right now doing exodus 90 and i feel like every conversation we have is 30 to 45 minutes and I feel like the biggest <laughs> point that he's like said to me is like, Jose, isn't that just too hard? I'm like, you know what? Christianity isn't easy. And that's why we go to confession. And that's why like, you know, I, I do my, an examination of conscience every day, but I dust myself off and I get up and I do it all over again. Mm. Um, I do think Christianity is a high call um, and it demands of us to do something. But unless people, unless you've had that encounter with Christ, unless you have had that love, it's not going to really be worth it, I feel like. No. And I think ultimately, if people are searching for happiness, which I would say most people are, they're searching for Christ. Like that's whether they know it or not, that's what they're searching for. And if you have that relationship with Christ, you can help them find both happiness and him. And that's, I think, uh, one of the beautiful things about our faith is that like, the, the, the job of evangelization is not limited to some, you know, super class of priests and nuns. That it's, mm -hmm. it's really like the work of evangelization, evangelization is done in the midst of just people striving to be holy. You don't have to be a saint right away. You don't have to live some extraordinary life. All you have to do is have a relationship with the Lord and allow him to kind of work through your everyday life. And speaking of that, Jose, you have a new podcast, uh, that is um, about living out and evangelizing uh, through kind of everyday life. Yeah, thank you. So the name of the podcast is Tentmaker Podcast. Um, I, the genesis of it really came from having a baby on the way, um, working a, a nine to nine job, still working that job, um, and then figuring out how it was that I was going to be able to balance my marriage, new baby, my work, my ministry, and then also realizing that there was no way that I could possibly be the only man trying to do this. Um, 
you know, we have a church that's over 2,000 years old. Um, and, I, and I was like, and I am sure that there is men today who are struggling with the same things. So what I decided to do was to reach out to men who uh, can kind of provide that advice. We've already kind of walked the way and uh, can kind of give me more insights in that. So really the kind of heart, heart of the podcast is having conversations with older men or men who are, uh, you know, have a few kids and kind of just talk through, hey man, how, how, how do you deal with uh, balancing your work? Or, you know, how do you deal with um, your coworkers and evangelizing at work? So that's kind of the heart of the conversation, talking with men who are doing the same kind of thing that I'm talking about, ministry, family life, um, marriage, new kid, that kind of thing, and be able to maybe not do it perfectly, but try really hard to live it well. Um, and having those conversations have been really fruitful. Awesome. Well, that, sound, that sounds great. And so we can have, um, uh, you know, if you're interested in more of this kind of topic, you can check that out. If you're interested in listening to other really nerdy and obscure Catholic topics, then just stay tuned in to Catholic Bites. You can find us online at catholicbitespodcast.com or on Apple Podcasts. Thank you, Jose. Thank you, Leslie, for joining us today. Yeah, thank you, thanks for having us. Thank you, everyone, for listening, too, and God bless you. <laughs>